and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told with the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music's by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today, at last, we are starting our featurette on audio serials. And this is, of course, a tradition that runs long in audio drama, all the way back to the days of Hi-Ho, Silver Away, and Gunsmoke. Uh, you know, Dragnet, Shadow, all that good stuff um, still lives on. And um, people are really approaching it in innovative new ways. And uh, next month or so, we're going to be featuring all artists who are innovating upon the audio serial form and using podcasting generally as a way to promote it. Starting today with someone we've had on the show before, just one episode, and now we bring back an episode way much uh, further in this series, as well as an interview with the creators. The show is called, well, for practical purposes, it is The Zombie Podcast, thezombiepodcast.com. Uh, more uh, technically, it is known as We're Alive, um, a story of survival. Um, though, of course, Zombie Podcast really says it all. And this is not your typical zombie fare. We're not going for low-budget horror movie here. We're going for very well-produced and actually quite well-written as well, which you don't always find in the uh, zombie <laughs> subgenre, as it were. Two guys behind it are Casey Wayland and Shane Salk, and we talked to them just after this. But let's let's get right into it. Um, here is the first part of the season finale, first season finale of We're Alive, a story of survival. Um, you can find out more, listen to the rest of this. A lot of people responded that they liked this when they first heard it uh, on Radio Drama Revival. And if you, uh, between then and now, are like, wow, I gotta hear this zombie podcast, go to thezombiepodcast.com. But without further ado, let's get straight into it. This is the first part of the season finale for We're Alive, a zombie podcast. Hope you enjoy and catch you in a bit. We're Alive, a story of survival. Chapter 12, The War, Part 1 of 4. Everyone was upstairs panicking in total darkness. I ran to the window and spotted the small ring of lights that surrounded our tower. I heard the terrified breaths of the rest of the people in the room. Normally, I think I'd be right there with them, holding my breath to see what happens next, watching our guardians defend us. But that night was different for me. Maybe it was the alcohol, maybe it was the emotional roller coaster Michael just gave me, or something else indescribable going on in me. But I felt different. I couldn't stand back and do nothing. Not this time. I had to help. Just because the lights are out doesn't mean the party has to stop. <laughs> Move it! You! Out of my way! Oh, sorry, I couldn't see you. Bert, 
look, I'm telling you, I had the channel set at 20-something when I talked to Saul. And again, when I radioed back for y'all to come and get me at the waterworks. So I'm damn sure we didn't change it. But calm down, okay? We don't know that for sure. Wait, what channel? What's going on? Hold on, Pegs. Tommy, did you fiddle with the knobs? Know anybody who did? No, I didn't. And nobody I saw. Well, somebody sure the hell did. Oh, God. All this shouting? Bert, what are the chances out of all the channels we're on the exact one they are on now? Mm, one in 40, in fact. Someone here sold us out. I know it. This is live down there right now. I can barely make out the figures. Yeah, here, let me make it brighter. Switch to another camera. How many we got? There's six, so we can see all the way around the building. Wait, you can see them? You can make out how many there are? Um, maybe about 40, maybe more. Oh, God. We'll, we'll keep watching it, okay? See if you can see how many there are and get a good count. Oh, they still all look blurry to me. You better start focusing and sobering up real quick there, Junior. If Michael's right, God, I hope you're not. This could get ugly in a hurry. Is that the people you told us about? The Maulers? Yeah, see them. There's Scarface and her brother's there. The rest of these others, they don't look familiar. You gotta be kidding me. Angel, get him out of the window. Got it. Tommy, they move it all? No, still the same. But the scarred lady is getting pretty mad. She keeps waving her handset around and pointing at the number 18 again. Well, are you gonna call them or what? Yeah. I'm considering the what right now, thank you. No response. Maybe the best response. Or you might just piss them off further. Seems like they came here to talk. They set off the tripwire, so maybe they didn't. They turned their lights after the alarm went off. Right, and they're circling us, so we have no idea of their intentions. Your call? I mean, I'm a kind of lost on this one, Chief. I mean, you were just about to answer a minute ago. Well, that was before I knew someone from our tower had talked to them. Okay, so Bill's under control upstairs. Where are we at down here? Michael? You should respond to them. What? You sure? Why? What else are you going to do? You'll just wait around here another five minutes before you just decide you have no other option. Ouch. She's right. It's either talk or their next step is going to be the front door. Oh, so now you're on her side. Hmm. Well, what'll it be? All of a sudden, she knows everything. What was that? Oh, here goes. Can't you see the sign? Perhaps they can't read. We see it. Well, it's about damn time. I've been hollering for a while. What's your problem? Can't you pick up the phone? How do you know our radio wasn't broke? Who am I speaking with? Sergeant Cross, who the hell is this? Well, now, Sergeant. Do you have a first name you go by? Yeah, Sergeant. Oh, come now. You're not very trusting, Michael, now are you? Before you ask how I know, Scratch recognized your voice. So then, if you knew, why did you ask? 
just trying to be polite. Polite my ass. Don't trust him, Michael. No, really. Bird, sit. Okay. Wait. Come on. You never said your name when she was here last time. Angel, yes, but not you. She couldn't have told him who you were. Michael? Well, that's comforting. How do they... Traitor confirmed I was right. So wish I wasn't. Are you there? Did I lose you? Uh, what is it you want? Right to the point. Coincidentally. I was hoping to take you up on the invitation of your friend shouting out the window. We just want to come in and join the party, so to speak. It looks like you're having such a good time in there. Look, I already had this conversation with your scarred friend there. It ain't gonna happen. I received your message, but I was also told that you would think about it. Have you? Yes, we have. The answer is no. Come now. Perhaps you should reconsider. You have your own place. Let us have ours. Yes, we do. But it's flawed in so many ways. I don't want to get into the details now, but I must commend you on your home. It's so much better. Yeah, because we made it that way. I really think you should reconsider. We have a lot we can offer you. Supplies, support, think about it. Okay. Done. Still done. Now why not? How can I sweep the deal anymore? What? Are you serious? How the hell did I respond to this? Don't look at me. Trust me, I wasn't. Pegs, you? I don't trust them, Michael. They're saying these things, but it's just because they want in. Or maybe they just want to be safe. We do have a common threat. The enemy of my enemy is... Yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. What's your name? It's Durai. That's the guy they were talking about when they came knocking. Remember... Where are you from, Durai? Eastern Bay. Before that? I don't see that as relevant. I do. Well, I don't. You know what we bring to the table. These are the only things that need to be discussed right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess you're the one making the rules now. That's right, I am. The hell you are! Michael, calm down. That won't help. I don't appreciate the tone you're using with me, Sergeant Michael Cross. What a condescending prick. Don't piss him off, Michael. You just need a little finesse. Fuck it, you deal with him. Hey there, uh, uh, Dry, right? Which one is this one now? Bert. Bert? Oh, thank you, dear. Bert! Nice to meet you, finally. I've heard so much about you. Well, there's a lot to know about me. I'm sure you don't know it all. Only a few things, but some of the more important. I heard you're quite a shot. You heard right. Well, I wouldn't brag, but I myself am quite a qualified marksman. You don't say. You don't believe me? No, no, I do. Come on, I thought at least we, you and I, could have some mutual respect for one another. Yeah, well, that ain't happening. Perhaps you doubt my skill. Allow me to demonstrate. We lost camera one, two, three. Damn it. They're shooting? What about the sounds attracting, you know, 
Them. Look at these three cameras. They're prepared for that. They have guys watching the rear as well. Why? So they prepared to make some noise. Well, they can't shoot around the building. We still have the other... Four, five, six. The other cameras are gone. Now that's not possible. Those are on the other side. <laughs> I assure you those last three were not me. But I will take credit for personally training many of my soldiers. Soldiers, don't insult us. You're a bunch of shit for brains on a jailbreak, wielding a bunch of stolen guns. It would be wise not to insult me. So you can hit a couple of targets. Big frickin' deal. Oh, just keep digging, why don't you? What? You just can't let these guys push us around. I think you should apologize. We can't fight them right now. How about we just stall, buy us some time, when we can fight? I'm game. Should I? Answer me. Look, that was good shots there. N nice shooting. Way to break our stuff. Really appreciate it. Bert! I'm trying. I didn't mean it to come out that way. Give me that. Move! Pegs, you? Seriously? This is no time to mess around. Hey, hey give her a shot. Hello? Hey, it worked. They're speechless. I'm sorry, miss. But I don't know who you are. Huh. Keep going, girl. Just say something else. I'm Pegs. You didn't have to give them your real name if they don't already know it. Does that really matter anymore? Really? Well, Pegs, I'm afraid it's too late. We've made up our mind. Please, we just need some more time to think about this. Can we have, like, a week or something? You're trying to be reasonable, are you? Well, now, darling, perhaps we could arrange or negotiate something. I, after all, am a reasonable man. Now, there's always some... Shot! Fire! Where did those come from? Are they shooting at us? Wait! Stop shooting! We can work this out! They're shooting at us! Third floor! Second window on the left! Lee Harvey! Up there! Bert, find out who took those shots. Got it! Michael... What do I say? Quick, give me that. Hey, that was a mistake. Someone else took the shot. That was not us. Did you hear me? I said that wasn't us. That was a big mistake, Michael. Look, this is a misunderstanding. Someone acted on their own. See you real. You step one foot in this building, and I swear you will never leave it alive. <laughs> you really think you'd be able to hold your rifle steady right now? Even if you did, we know you'd be firing blanks, since that seems to be all that you have left. Damn it. Tommy, go upstairs. Tell everyone to... Well, tell them what's coming. Okay. Angel, take this key. Distribute what ammo and guns are left in the armory. Okay. What can I... Eggs. They know. They know everything. Who would do this to us? 
I mean, I, I, I knew some people were unhappy, but for someone to do this... Michael, I don't... We'll find who did this, Michael, but we can't focus on them right now. You never cease to amaze me. Just shut up and tell me what to do. Okay, well, uh, come on. Uh, okay, I need you to take everyone who can't fight or shoot up to the sixth floor or higher. If anyone's going to try and get in here, it'll be the third floor or below. Hold on. I'm fighting with you, Michael. Hex, look, I appreciate your new confidence, but... I'll tell everyone else to go, but I'm with you. Really? Yes! I'm going to either fight you or the Maulers. Now go. around the tower, testing where they can get through. All right, everyone, listen up. They know we're under a few drinks and short on rounds. They'll take some risk getting close, just not right away. Save your ammo as long as you can. The best thing to do is to not panic and to communicate with each other. Michael, I'm out of arrows, and we don't have enough ammo for all the guns. Those of you who can't fight or don't have a gun, head upstairs. I know many of you want to help, but without any weapons, you'll just end up getting in the way. Come on. All right. Saul's waking downstairs. Lizzie's helping him. Looks like it's just you, me, Bert, and Pegs uh, down here for now. Oh, it's better than putting only one or two rounds in a gun. I'd rather the shots be taken by the better marksman. Uh, sir, you feeling all right? You able to do this? Better than most. Bert? A little wobbly, but all this adrenaline sobered me up pretty fast. You feel it? Yeah, a little, I guess. But not as much as you. Did you hear that? South side. They got ropes. Bert, shoot one. Slow him down a bit. On it. But surely, hold it steady. Damn it! You missed. I thought you were sobering up. I am. Mostly. Sound. <laughs> nice one. Kill it. All of them. They're they're throwing stuff down. TVs, sofas, you name it. And <laughs> a girl. No. Get back inside. Move. Bert, move. Kurt, what's going on down there? They're switching sides. Coming from the east. What's on that side? Parking garage. Join us again Monday for the next episode of We're Alive. Be sure to join the Facebook group for updates and information on the podcast. To find out more or become a sponsor, visit www.thezombiepodcast.com or free on the iTunes store, keyword We're Alive. Starring Jim Gleason, Nate Gies, Shane Salk, Claire Doden, Elisa Elliott, Jay Oligario, Manly Woods, 
Blair Byhauer, Nico Marvin, Tammy Klein, and Scott Marvin. I'm Michael Swan. Edited by Rosemary Marez and Casey Whalen. This chapter was written by Casey Whalen. Associate producer, Jason Scott. Composers, Katie Whalen and Ron Gallagher. Produced by Shane Salk and Casey Wayland. Zombie intern, Grayson Stone. This has been a Wayland production. And that was the first part of the three-part season finale for We're Alive Zombie Podcast. More of those may be out by the time this airs and you reaches your ears. So do check out thezombiepodcast.com to hear more. And uh, let's get right into an interview I had with Casey Whalen and Shane Sock, two guys behind um, We're Alive, a zombie podcast. Really interesting things to say about where they're coming from, what made them do this instead of making, say, a TV show, and uh, what they plan to do in audio from here on out. Hope you enjoy. All right, cool. Well, welcome to Radio Drama Revival. Today's guests are Casey Whalen and Shane Sock, two of the main producers of the excellent zombie podcast, also called we're alive, thezombiepodcast.com. Uh, Casey's the director, writer, producer, and audio production supervisor. Shane is the assistant writer and producer. Uh, guys, welcome to Radio Drama Revival. Thank you, Fred. Very much. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, joining us on the West Coast tonight, and, um, and you're right in the Los Angeles area, which always intrigues me because I, I wonder what it's like uh, producing audio drama on the West Coast in such a film-inspired uh, part of the country. It actually seems to be a little bit easier, I think, just because we're in the back door of Hollywood. You know, everyone came out here to be an actor. So when you have actual, like, uh, casting sessions or something, you will get a lot of responses, which is kind of nice. And I think it might be a little difficult if you were anywhere else in the U.S. Yeah. It also, it's, it's really nice because uh, there are... There's equipment around, you know, the place, <laughs> yeah. the place where we record is, is, you know, state of the art and uh, we know people and, and we can get in there for a good price. Sure. And, and, and tell me about <laughs> your guys' backgrounds. I mean, are you, do you come from a, a film background or, or what, you know, what, where's your, what's your te- technical uh, curiosity come from? Well, uh, Shane, I'll let you tell you him about yourself. Uh, but for me, I actually graduated with a uh, writing and directing degree. Um, so that's my BFA, and then I hold two engineering certifications that I got from the military. So I kind of had, a, I worked more or less in film uh, and live action, mm-hmm. uh, more or less press stuff with the military uh, before I came to this uh, medium. And then Shane? I, I actually have a, a Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting, theater acting. Um, I'm actually, I'm also the voice of Angel on the, the, the show. Um, and, uh, when I was when I was really young, um, and as far as as far as production um, goes, when I was really really young, I listened to radio uh, dramas. My uncle sent me on one point. I just really got into them. And uh, when um, when I was doing theater, I do a lot of technical theater. Uh, Casey and I met it in college, and when I was in college, I also did a lot of films there and met a lot of people and started learning how all that stuff worked too. Um, but my primary background is in acting and story, and uh, that's what my degree is in. Sure. And so how do you go from having, uh, you know, even if you've been exposed to audio drama, you certainly aren't told, hey, kids, uh, you got a g- degree now to go to an audio production. So, uh, you know, how, how does that, how does a series like We're Alive come about? Uh, well, Casey uh, is, uh, I've mentioned before, is a fantastic writer, and he was working on a project that I was helping him with, 
Um, and one day he called me up and he said, Shane, I got a great idea. And I said, I'm sure you do. What is it? And he said, I want to do a, a zombie radio. And before he even finished, I was like, yes, absolutely. We're going to do a radio show. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do it. <laughs> absolutely what we're going to do. Because, I, I mean, I, when I was about, you know, four to six is when I first got into my um, Gunsmoke, the radio show, is, one, is, you know, one of my favorite. And, and I base a lot of the stuff that we do off of things that I heard. Um, but then I got into Gunsmoke, Dragnet, um, Suspense, Escape. I could go on and on. Um, so I know it, I knew it very, very well, having grown up listening to it. Um, and radio allows us to, uh, I'll, I'll let Casey tell you about the, the whole story stuff, how we came up with the idea, but I was on board right away because I'd always wanted to do a throwback and bring back that median because it is so, uh, it, it makes your imagination work so much harder and is so much more enjoyable to a lot of people. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, Casey, your side of the story. Where where does uh, the the ger- the idea for uh, We're Alive germinate from? Well, it's um, a couple couple of different places. Uh, one of them was uh, like Shane and I was uh, were working on before was we we're actually working on a trilogy of films on the scripts and everything for them. And as much as we loved them, and as much as uh, we put our heart and soul into it, we realized that when all was said and done, when it comes to actually producing it, we'd never have the money to actually go out and film three feature-length films. And it was really a shame to, that, you know, the budget and resources would never be there. But we loved to tell these stories. Um, and it was that constraint that kind of said, okay, well, you know, why don't we venture in an area that we can produce a long-term story without having those constraints that we've had to, you know, do with any type of short film. We just, nothing but audio. We can let the imagination of, you know, whatever we want to do we can go there. Any, anywhere in the world, anything our characters interact with or do is pretty much open to us. And it was that you know, area of non-constraint that we really wanted to explore. Beautiful. You're the, the case study for the uh, kind of artist I'm trying to tell people about. <laughs> that This is what you should do if you're struggling to be an indie filmmaker. Uh, try your hand in audio because it, it is a lot of fun. At least uh, I, I assume you've at least had some as much fun as I have. Oh, yeah. We love it. It's... it's, it's- it's so enjoyable and so exhausting. <laughs> yeah, we kind of uh, bit off a little more than we could chew when we decided to do uh, as many episodes as we did in the first season. We didn't, I don't think we ever realized how big and how much work it would be to do as much as we have. Yeah, and, and no kidding. You, and you also release them on a really regular schedule, which is an enormous you know, challenge. I mean, I, I, my work takes three to four months to get one story out, and here you are uh, you know, putting out installments uh, basically every week. Um, so yeah, uh, did you have this whole thing written out in advance or, or is this a series kind of evolving episode, episode, you know, an episode at a time or, you know, how do you approach that writing part of it? Well, we, um, the big thing that I didn't want to do is I didn't want to create a story that we didn't know where it was going to go. Um, I've seen so many, um, different shows out there, some very big produced ones made by, uh, some broadcasting corporations, um, that just, they they kind of just go on a journey and they have no idea where their destination is. Uh, we didn't want to do that. So in the very beginning, we actually devised the entire arc of the story um, and developed almost, I think, three complete full seasons of what's going to happen with the characters. Um, and as we go, we actually write um, two chapters at a time. 
And so it does have some changes in progression as it goes, but the main bulk of the story um, really is kind of uh, on a track that's already pre-written. We just kind of sometimes do some modifications and changes as we go. And, and it's, been, it's been interesting because we have done, done some big modifications too because, uh, I mean, originally we were going to do 22 chapters in this first season, decided that was too many, made it 12 for one year. And, uh, you know, the, some places that the, um, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that hasn't listened to the whole thing, but there have been certain missions that the people have gone on or certain, um, you know, big events that have happened or big plot points that have evolved after, after, uh, we, we wrote a different chapter. I remember being at, at, we have a friend, uh, Jason Scott, who was having a wedding and I ran up to Casey in the middle of this. He was the best man. I ran up to him. I was like, Casey, I got an idea. <laughs> and uh, so we have modified things every once in a while. Sure. But you, you at least have a, you do have a, a vision, which certainly helps. Um, and, and it you know, also strikes me, uh, I think one of the first things that you told me, Casey, when, when you introduced yourself, you know, this is some months ago, was that, you know, this is not like the, the other podcasts you've heard. And I think what you mean by that is on a, on a technical level, you're taking this fairly seriously, and certainly with your background, um, that would seem the case. So would you like to talk a little bit about the technical end and, uh, you know, where you're coming from, what you're doing, and then maybe some things that you've, uh, along the way that have surprised you or you found interesting about recording and audio? There's a big thing for me when doing this series is, because um, I have the certification I got in the military, a lot of it's uh, towards video and audio engineering. And so when I wanted to do the show, I wanted to have the highest fidelity we possibly could um, to where you'd, you'd hear characters running from one speaker to the other. And it just you, you got immersed in this world where every single little thing that you would see and hear in your mind uh, is something that we intentionally created. Um, there's a lot of people who believe or have the, the rule of thumb where it's like, you know, um, the style is you record the audio effects at the same time you do the dialogue or we wanted to have it to where it was just strictly the characters in the recording and then we would build the world around them and we'd have more to play with uh, and kind of build the, the soundscape like each and every room that a character goes into as a certain you know has a certain hum or a certain um, quality to it that none of the other places have and we get to kind of create that in its perfection um, and part of that comes from, I don't know if you've ever worked on student films or any type of you know, video production where they're recording audio. 90% of the time when you're dealing with audio, you're dealing with some of the worst recordings imaginable because they don't care about the audio. They want a great picture. And with, we, with this radio drama, we get to put the characters right in front of the microphone in a nice soundstage where we don't have to deal with any you know, hums or background noises. And then we could just take that and just build it and make an entire world, which is, you know, one of the greatest things that we can do with this show. Um, and I and I guess just because you brought it up again is um, about your military background. And that also does filter into the story a little bit. And um, would you want to remark, is there anything remarkable about um, that experience and how it's shaped you, you know, not just for this audio, but as an artist in general? Well, I when I... Uh, I've been on different deployments. Uh, I was served a year in Iraq, and I uh, have done a lot of different tours around the U.S. And, uh, for the military. And one thing I will say is 
as much as I would say it didn't affect me or influence my writing, it's no matter what story I write, it always seems to go towards and gravitate towards that experience. And at one time, I kind of resisted it, but with we're alive, I decided to embrace it and said, you know what, I have those experiences uh, in the aspects of a story that you know has that military perspective that a lot of people don't really you know get to see, and it's kind of cool because the military characters get to show that perspective to civilians in the story and they get to explain, okay, well, why do we do this and why do we do this kind of thing? So it really is, um, I think, kind of a bridge between um, my experiences and also civilian side and getting to show and tell, you know, some of the things and what goes on in the soldier's mind. And also it gives it the dimension that, um, that, you know, I can bring to the table because as a, you know, as a writer, you got to write what you know, and since I kind of get to have that experience, and no, unfortunately, I don't get to know, you know, zombie apocalypse too much. But, <laughs> no. but what? That's where I come in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the great thing about it is, you know, putting that experience in the story is kind of a neat aspect for, to it. Sure. And so let's let's catch up to the actual um, storyline now. This interview will be going out um, very early April. Uh, you are just putting out the uh, season finale of season one. Um, without getting any even any spoilers, I guess. Uh, do, do you want to tell people a little bit about what what they can expect or um, where the where the season is headed? Well, um, for for any of those uh, people who have have listened to anything up until now, uh, you know the the. The characters, they're you know, very, very tired, and they're very stressed out. They've gone through a lot. They're running low on supplies. Um, they're running low on morale, and so they decide to try to give themselves a little bit of a boost. So they organize kind of a fun night, and uh, where, we, you know, where we left off, where we're jumping into the finale, is that they've discovered that they, they think that there's somebody in the tower that's selling them down the river. They don't really know. They just assume um, because uh, the evil, the actually talking evil people, the maulers, have shown up. And they, I mean, people can expect some some surprises. Some Not everybody's going to come out of this, the finale, a happy camper. And uh, I'm not, not even going to say that everyone's going to come out of the finale. Yeah, and awesome. And I, and I I've got to say just uh, a remark on the on the st- storytelling. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's it is about zombies, but zombies are also almost kind of like a a, a side part of the, of the story. You know, there's also a, a huge character drama, which you know to me really resonates with um, certainly with a, a TV television background. And you know, and again, I have thrown around this idea that why why aren't more television series debuted as audio drama i think this is an ex- a great example of what that might look like you know this is it's got all those recurring characters it's got a, a you know dramatic arc all that um you guys just seem to really know that and, and certainly intuitively or deliberately um that's certainly how it comes across to me as a listener well that's part Thank of you. that isn't actually it's it's sort of us but at the same time it is uh partly the uh, the actors as well we get to kind of um when we first came up with the story we had an outline for the characters, but then after we cast it, we adapted it and changed characters and kind of molded them into some of the personas that the uh, that people could bring to the table. And it's kind of it's kind of a hybrid, in a way. So I have to give credit to them and being able to bring themselves, 
you know, put themselves in the roles that uh, that they portray. Uh, and and how about how about the audience response? Um, you you seem to be doing a lot of work through Facebook. You do, of course, have a website. Um, I've I've seen you more and more out in the audio drama community. Um, certainly, I think you've got about as many comments as any any producers ever received on the Radio Drama Revival site. So, uh, what are people saying? And, and do you feel like you're getting a good audience? That I think is the the biggest thing for us that keeps us that keeps us going is um, the amount of feedback we're getting from everybody because I. Um, part of what I've seen with the whole radio drama scene is um, it's uh, difficult for sometimes to get an audience to have them sit down and start listening. Because um, unfortunately, when when somebody hears, "Oh, you do a radio drama," there's not so much a negative connotation to it, but it's just it's hard to get that initial listener to sit down and and you know let you know let their mind take over because everyone's so used to watching television. And then the nice thing is through this, you know, the social medium of Facebook that we use, um, we're able to like bridge that and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you have a friend there, we'll refer them. And then it kind of spider webs out and all these viewers that or listeners that may not actually like listen to a radio drama um, are starting to come to it for the first time, which is kind of exciting. Um, and it's kind of been a great medium but to communicate between us and the listener and um, just get some really interesting feedback and theories from the listeners and and what they're thinking about what's happening in the story and uh and we're always trying to go out there and find new people new listeners and uh it's kind of nice because um we're able to bridge two like sub genres of you know the radio drama community and also the zombie cult because that's yeah. a huge you know center of people it, it really does i mean casey hit it on the head the the response that we get from people really does keep us going you know, at the beginning when we first started doing this, one or two comments from somebody would really just lift our day and just be like, because we're not really, we're not making any money off of this right now. We're spending a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and it really was people saying, we love the show makes us go, okay, good. We can keep doing it. Um, you can make a donation to us on our website if you'd like. <laughs> that, but, yeah, uh, that's it. <laughs> but, you know, it, it really does... Um, I mean, it's great to see people on on our Facebook or wherever start talking to each other, too, to be like, well, I think this is going to happen. Well, this is going to happen. Well, what about the guy who was in the background? Well, what about the guy in the blue shirt? And it's radio, so there was no blue shirt. They just know. <laughs> they just know. They know. Uh, awesome. And so uh, after this you know, first season, you're maybe not quite as uh, tired as your cast of characters, but I'm, I'm sure it's a huge effort. Um, and you're, and you're maybe looking to uh, cool off for a little bit, but um, you know, where you've you've got episode two, season two thought out a little bit. Um, so so what are you thinking? How uh, where where does the series go after this uh, season finale? We've got them blocked out almost the entire season. The second season done. Um, it's all in outline form. We don't. Um, one thing we do uh, is we actually um, the the kind of the method of producing that we do is we will write like two chapters at a time and then we'll go and record them. Well, then we'll produce the two chapters and then we'll go back and write two more. So that way it's kind of it evolves as it goes. And also we don't do too much writing or too much audio editing at one time because it's it gets a little tedious. And that way we just, you know, each time we write, it's like we're picking up the pen for the first time. Awesome. And so listeners can uh, listen to the season finale and not worry that this is the last they've heard. There's plenty more zombie action to come. 
Yes, yeah, so, and we have a couple little surprises here and there that we have in store to try and make this little hiatus um, not so bad. Plus an entire t-shirt line. That'll be fun. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Well, uh, Casey, Shane, uh, thank you so much for your time. It was a huge pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Fred, for having us. And that was Casey Whalen, Shane Sock of We're Alive, a story of survival. Again, that is thezombiepodcast.com. And we're going to continue with more serials next week, so do stay tuned right here to Radio Drama Revival. Of course, if you can't wait that long, do check out our blog and podcast at radiodramarevival.com. News, reviews, discussion, all that good stuff up there. Uh, Of course, you can also always find us on iTunes. Search for Radio Drama Revival. All right, that wraps it up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh, copyright of individual shows, remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Greater Portland, Maine's Community Radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Mm-hmm.